The pig, and it is time for the Pinky the Pig podcast show. Thank you to our listeners, and I'm here with my very good friend Mildred the Moogow. Hi, Pinky. How are you? I'm good, Mildred. You doing good too? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm good. Well, you remember I told you that the dove made the nest on the porch. Oh, that's right. Uh, on the um, the hanging basket, the strawberry pot, the strawberry plant that Lady Lynette macramade, and she hung it um, on the porch. Well, it was a strawberry plant, but once she realized that the dove, Dolores, Dolores the dove. Oh, okay. She, she made a nest in the strawberry plant, and then Lady Lynette looked at their two eggs, but... But so she stopped watering the, the strawberry plant because, you know, I don't want to mess up the eggs and get them all cold and wet and everything. Right. By the way, there's still no babies. And so, and I'm wondering, I just see that Dolores on the nest every day, every day. Does she ever eat? Does she ever drink? I can't understand it. How, how, she's just always there. Yeah. But then Farmer Tommy told me that the daddy dove, they take turns. You just don't see them when they switch. You just don't realize it because they both sit on the nest to keep the eggs warm. It's not just Dolores. Okay, so uh, what, what did you give a name to the male dove? Well, yeah, his name's David, David the dove. Okay. And, you know, after Farmer Tommy told me that, then I got to thinking, and it's true, because sometimes, it always, always Dolores, but she'd be facing one way sitting on a nest, and then another time I see her facing the other way. And so Farmer Tommy told me that that was very good detective work, because probably David likes to face, David the dove likes to face one way, and Dolores the dove likes to face the other. So whenever I see them sitting there differently, they're actually not really the same bird. Oh, yeah, that's, that's some good detective work. Yeah, that's what Farmer Tommy said. Well, yeah, that's what a good detective does. A good detective pays attention to the details and, and the clues, and they look to see if everything's normal or, or if there's something different or out of place. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't really realize they were faced the other way until Farmer Tommy explained it. Then I put it together. Well, that's still good. You still realized that something was different. So, you know, you, you saw the big picture and you, you put it together. Yes, I did, didn't I? Right. And that's what a good detective does. And, you know, a good detective, you know, they ask questions. Well, I couldn't really ask Dolores the dove. and I'm not going to interrogate her. Interrogate? Oh, yeah, that's a big word. Oh, uh, interrogate. All right, that's when you ask questions and you want some real hardcore details and you're looking for the facts. Yeah, well, I'm not going to bug her 
she's just a mom trying to raise a family and her husband, David. You know, I'm not going to interrogate them. No, okay. But anyway, yeah, that's what a good detective does. And I think a good detective, they, you know, they stay calm. Right, they stay calm. They they act natural because, you know, they want the person to talk. They want to get some information, but they just, like, take it all in. They just watch without any panic. Yeah, and then, you know, they, they pay attention to the details, like you said. And, and then, you know, they, they, they don't judge, but they kind of, um, you know, get, get a feel for the situation. Right, and... A lot of times, you know, a good detective, when they ask a question, they ask like an open-ended question. What do you mean? Well, they're not just trying to get an answer, yes or no. They're trying to get more information. So they ask an open-ended question, which gets the other person to talk about the situation. Mm, that's kind of tricky. Well, yeah, and, you know, sometimes what they do is they'll, a detective, well, let's say someone's, like, taking the cookies. They're stealing the cookies. Oh, man. Right, so what the detective will do is they'll, they'll set a trap. Oh, you mean like they'll put some cookies out? Right, and then a good detective will watch the cookies, and then they can catch whoever's taking the cookies. Pretty sneaky, but yeah, I mean, that's not my thing. I don't want to be sneaky, but I'm glad there's people that want to do that to keep good and and keep law and order. Right. And then sometimes what a detective will do, they'll go in and get fingerprints. Oh, yeah. They, you know how they do that? I do. You, you want to explain it? Okay, this is what they do. They go in there with some very fine powder. You know, like the ladies put on their face a pretty little soft powder, very fine. Right. And they, they take a, bra a big brush and they just dab the area that they think the fingerprints might be. They dab it with the powder. Then they get a piece of tape and they put the tape down on the powder and press down just for a couple seconds and then they pull the tape up and then the fingerprint shows up on the tape. And then now they can match that person with the fingerprints and it's evidence. Right, right, very good, Pinky. And you know, here's the thing. Okay, you know the chimpanzees, they have the fingerprints like the humans. Right. And the gorillas. Right. But Farmer Tommy told me the koala bear. Yeah. They have fingerprints like humans. Just the tips of their fingers like humans. Crazy. The other animals like that are related to the koala bear, you know, like the, the kangaroo and uh, what's the other one? Oh, the wombat? Yeah, they don't, they don't have any fingerprints. But the koala bear does. Yeah, so they can identify... That's interesting. And then, you know, Mildred, you and I, our nose, you know, the cow nose and the pig nose and the dog nose and the kitty cat nose, we all have prints on our noses. You can identify all of our noses are different. Just like all the human fingerprints are different, all the noses and the muzzles are different. They all make up a different print, and you can identify. Yeah, that's fascinating. You know, well, kind of like the... Like a zebra and a tiger. Even though, 
they don't have the fingerprints. They do have the nose prints, but they also have the body stripes. And, you know, that pattern of their stripes is, um, everyone is different. Each tiger is different. Each zebra is different. You like the whale tail. When you look at the tail of the whale, they're all different. So everybody is unique like it. And and you can identify the uniqueness. And we're not just cookie cutters. No, we're not. Everyone is different. Yeah, everybody's different. Everybody has their finger brand and their nose brand and their tail brand and their... What else? Well, their body art print. Yeah, everybody's individual. I love it. I love it. Okay, Mel, do you have a pretty poem, please? Okay. Okay, Pinky, I found a beautiful little poem here, and it's from the poem Empire People. Okay. It's called The Unique You. Need not to envy from the people known to be great. Need not to be jealous from success others get. For God made us all different. Born we were to be unique. God made us all different for the purpose that we have to give. We might have what no one else had gone. For only thy love for self can make a better one. For every creature is unique. Find thy core and enrich the gifts. Look not from others to compare. Focus on the power of the inner self. For beauty is found when you find yourself. Learn to grow and love thyself. For we are born unique in every way. Each has different purpose for the game we play. Yeah, go on, Mildred. That was a good one. Okay, I love you. Talk to you tomorrow. I love you.